Will you be okay here? If you hang with me and mine, you'll be accepted in no time. Of course, we do have to test your coolness factor. Willow, nice dress. Oh, well, well, my mom picked it up. No wonder you're such a guy magnet. If you want to fit in here, the first rule is know your losers. Once you can identify them all by sight, they're a lot easier to avoid. And have you fallen into that trap in your life? Or maybe when you were a kid, a teenager or so, you fell into that trap. You felt like you had to please the popular kids. You had to follow the leader, essentially, in your life. And maybe you're still doing it in some sense. Maybe you feel like you need to get permission to maybe wear a certain outfit from your husband or wife, or maybe you feel like you need to check out everybody else's opinion on a movie before you state your opinion, and it will change varied on how they feel or what they say. You don't want to do that to yourself. It is torture going through life, always trying to see what other people are thinking and trying to reflect that back just to be accepted. You want to learn how to value yourself and that doesn't mean to become a rebel. That means to do the thinking to figure out what's important to you in life and what makes sense for you longer range and to set the goals and to go after them. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness, and that was a drop from Buffy. And uh, right now, I, uh, my show is, uh, give you my number first, and then we'll go to the phones. My number is toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER, toll-free, 1-877-DRKENNER. And no, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a clinical psychologist. So although it's not therapy, you're welcome to pick up the phone and give me a call and ask me any question you would ask a counselor or a therapist. And right now, I want to welcome Brian to the show. Brian, you have a relationship you feel you messed up a bit? Yes, yes. It's kind of a a winding road, but I'll I'll try to be quick, and I appreciate you taking my call. Okay. Uh, About four and a half years ago, my wife and I uh, decided that the relationship, you know, wasn't really working. We were wasn't anything hostile, but we had really become more like roommates or friends than husband and wife. Okay. We realized that and uh, decided to end it. However, I did not move out initially. We both realized that this that it was that it was going to end in a divorce. But for financial reasons, I just wasn't able to go out and and get my own place and pay pay my own bills. So right. I stayed. I was staying with her. Uh, about six months after that, I met somebody and selfishly neglected to tell her that I was married. I, I was, you know, in married, had yeah. three kids, children. Yeah. Didn't oh, tell her. okay. How long had but you I been was, married, Brian? Uh, yeah, let's see. Now it's been 10 years. Okay. 10 years. But I'm like, okay, I've, I've met this person, but this is just going to be a fling. I'm going to have fun. Yeah. No reason, no reason to tell her because if I tell her, oh, well, she's not going to, she's not going to deal with me. Terrible, right. obviously, just terrible thing to do. Anyway, after about three months of, of finagling that, that charade, I realized that I was really growing to have feelings for this, this woman, this mistress, this girlfriend. And I right. was like, well, I have to be honest because this isn't going to go any. I can't continue to lie and lead this double life. I'm going to have to just come right. clean. Right. So I did. I told her I'm married. I have three kids, da-da-da. Of course, she was terribly upset. Oh, she was angry. She yeah. said, this isn't going to work. Um, you know, right. that's it. Right. Well, I, I, for a time there, I kind of told her, listen, just give me a chance. I'm going to get a divorce. 
this right. is, uh, just give me a chance. And she did. She eventually came back to me. We started going out again. Uh, everything was fine. Yeah. Um, then maybe a year into that, I was still living. I was still living with my wife and the kids. Were the kids grown by that time or no? No, no, they're still young because ten years. They're they're, uh, nine, seven, and three. Okay, that's what age they are now. That's what age they are now. Okay, Um, and your wife knew that you were dating. For the she knew, yeah, yeah, she knew that I didn't, it wasn't anything where I put it in her face, but she realized that the relationship was over, and as long as I wasn't, you know, as long as I was being a responsible dad and being a good dad and being there for my kids and taking care of those responsibilities, that was, that was okay. Okay, and was she dating too? Uh, she is now in those okay. initial... So you're not having any problems with her. You're having problems with yourself and with the woman that you lied to. The, yes, where I originally lied to her. Right. Well, uh, eventually, I did move out. I moved out okay. of my home and moved in with the girlfriend. Okay. Um, and everything was still going well. However, I wasn't pressing for the divorce. In other words, I wasn't going to get the papers. I wasn't trying to find right, an attorney right. because I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is going to happen. Right. I know it's over, but in the back of the girlfriend's mind, I think that was bothering her. Yeah. The second thing was when I did move in, I said, listen, I'll chip in with rent. I'll help right. pay the bills. I don't just want to be here and, and not do anything. I, right. I want to contribute. Well, as I was living there, I wasn't the the disposable income that I had, I yeah. would use on us doing things. Okay. Words, us going out to dinner, us going to the So movies. you couldn't contribute to the uh, the household? Like I told her that I yeah. would. I wasn't right. being responsible. I said I would. Okay. I would just say, let's go do something. And, and that also ended up building resentment. Because right. She, was, she would drop hints that money was tight. Um, at one point she said that she might have to move back with her mom and... I replied, you know, a, a bad reply. I said, well, if that's what you have to do, I understand you can do it. Instead of saying, I'll, um, I'll get a second job or what can I do to help right, you do the right. thing in the So where are you now? Just for the sake well, of time, well, where are you now? And what is the main question that you have? Okay. The main question is, it came to a head six weeks ago. She confronted me about a bill or needing to do something, and I snapped at her. Um, and we had an argument, and she said, and she threw me out. Okay. And I begged and pleaded for a couple of weeks after that, no no response. And then for the past month, I just, you know, I haven't wanted to annoy her, so I haven't done anything. Right. Um, so I'm just wondering, is it hopeless? After the fact, something I should have been doing all along, I went to the courthouse, I got all of the papers, I'm Did filling out all the paperwork now right. to make the divorce to do something I should have done a long time ago but was complacent about. Um, so I'm trying to do that, but I, I, I'm i just, I'm heartbroken, I feel. Yeah, no, I hear that. And I think that if you're, if you're able to take the wider angle view of this and to see that there is a pattern in what you're doing that's biting you in the butt all the time, and that's that you're not being good to yourself. You're, um, when you try to uh, fake reality, reality always wins, Brian, always. And so if you are living that, either during the period when you were living the double life, 
it's you're living a living hell because you have to keep all the details from both life straight. I mean, you have three kids. You don't want to wake up in the middle of the night and mention one of your kids or be worried about it. You know, you're you're putting your own mind at risk. It's it's so so painful, and I don't need to tell you that because you've done it. You know, you've been there firsthand. When you do something like that, and you realize that you want to not put yourself in that situation again, you want to figure out what went wrong. Why? What was the moment? What was your thinking around? Why? And when you're not going to be able to answer it on here because we don't have the time. But why did I choose to? live the double life to live the lie and why did I continue it and what would I do next time you want to prime yourself conscious with better decisions for next time and then when you said you chip in for the rent and didn't follow through on that the number one person you're hurting Brian is yourself and if to value yourself you don't want you know it looks good to bring her out to dinner but it isn't good in the long run, or even in the short, longer run, if, if you know what I mean. Um, so, and then if you snapped at her, are you still there, Brian? Yes, yes. Okay. And if you snapped at her, that's another moment. I mean, you you could go into thera- therapy for this just so you could learn thinking skills. I would recommend cognitive therapy because you would, I if I snapped at my kids or my husband, you know, we... I have the benefit of having snapped in the past and learned a lot of good skills now. I would want to look at that. What was the trigger for me that made me snap? So you could look at that. In terms of the relationship, um, my suggestion is for you to really value yourself first, to have a good relationship with yourself. And whether or not she comes back is her choice. You'll be making yourself better so you don't have to go groveling for her. And she's, you know, the trust has already been broken there a few times. So um, you may need to let her go and move on, but really work on yourself. Listen, thank you so much for your call, Brian. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness.